Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So Kyle thinks he may or may not have COVID, but either way, he definitely has a fever and is not feeling well. He flash at the moment. I can't. All right. I think we already know how this is going to go. No. I woke up um, to a text that I've tested positive for COVID. Hey, talk to me about what we need to get done, babe. Everything. I can't even leave the apartment. We have a week to do so much. Come here. Hey, we're in this together. host of everyone's business but mine we're talking about summer house today and i am joined by somebody who is well more qualified to be talking about weddings than i am brooke of the wedding confessionals podcast hey brooke hey kara thanks for having me on your show thank you so much for being here um talk to me about your podcast what you guys do i love the concept Okay. So, um, the podcast is called the wedding confessionals podcast. And, um, essentially what happens is, is in every episode we have a guest on and they tell us their personal history with whatever wedding life they've lived. So either they're planning their weddings, they've already had a wedding they're a wedding professional, whatever. And then the second half, we have our listeners submit anonymous confessionals. Sometimes their advice, sometimes they're just ranting or funny stories. So basically it's not technically like a normal wedding podcast where, you know, it's just like an expert giving advice. It's more of like a talk show. And the mm-hmm. topic just happens to be weddings. So we're covering 
you know, family drama, money issues, sometimes death. Like it's a lot of crazy stuff, but we have a lot of fun. I I really love that because I think you've hit on something that like people don't openly like to admit that they like to know about, which is like other people's business. I mean, I've obviously um, got a little bit of piece of that market, but um, (laughs) I think that people love hearing about like office drama uh, girls trip drama even if you don't know anything about the people involved like I want to hear about the mess so that like c- anonymous confessional part is so it's such a good idea and the thing is is that a lot of times they're dealing with issues where they they don't feel confident talking about it with the close people in their lives because they're right. also involved in the weddings it's an in-law it's your own mother or your best friend who's supposed to be your bridesmaid or whatever. So it's like, they can get real with us and we can kind of help them out or at least be like, yeah, that does suck. You're not wrong. (laughs) It's a safe space. It's a safe space for anger. And I love (laughs) for real. Yeah. And I also like, I am like you, I live for other people's drama. Like if someone's having like some sort of a like whisper fight in a restaurant, I'm leaning in to hear more. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that might be just like a, a common trait of a podcaster. <laughs> just like, you know, yeah, it's like, tell me everything about you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a finale of summer house. We got our first official summer house wedding. How were you feeling? Like was Kyle and Amanda's journey throughout the season, very similar to what you hear and now that you've got all this expertise as to like, what is a good, you know, like what's a, you should move forward or not. What What's your judgment on this whole situation? Oh, I mean, I know that it's a reality television show. So we're always getting the dramatic points and not when they're getting along, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of like basic communication problems there that is right. like uncomfortable You know what I mean? Like, and just over the years of watching them basically have the same fight over and over and over again and never really resolve it is like tough to watch. But in other ways, it's like, well, I guess if this is just what you do and this is the pattern you've created, I don't know. I I personally could not do it. I mean, I feel like watching one season of Summer House, these people have argued more and just mm-hmm. watching like in the weekends in the summer than I have like in the duration of my entire relationship with my husband. Like it's right. just so much. But I also <laughs> don't, as much as I love other people's drama, I don't actually bring that much dramatics into my own life, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm totally the same. Um, so we pick off where we left off in the episode from last week where Kyle and Amanda are going back and forth over this prenup situation. Why Kyle would bring this up as they're like halfway into a rager in their backyard is beyond me. Um, This was like the first time I would say that I was fully on Amanda's side because as all of you know, I've been screaming, sign the damn papers at Amanda all season. Yeah, I I know that some people like on Reddit and stuff and on the internet have been talking about how this is a fake storyline, which I wholeheartedly do not believe because I don't know why they would go in with a storyline that makes Kyle look sort of greedy because he's doing this at the last minute, but also simultaneously makes Amanda look stupid. Right. (laughs) I also love that he's bringing this up when they're both essentially shirtless. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Neither of them, like, there's one bra between them. Um, yeah, it, 
it's it's wild to me. Um, oh, I, I'm very stressed out. As we know, Paige confirmed that they still have not signed a prenup at this point. Um, the whole back and forth of like, I need you to pitch this to me, Kyle, and Kyle just being like, just Google it. Oh, stressful. It's stressful. so frustrating too, because, you know, up until this episode that aired, they had a marathon yesterday of all the episodes mm-hmm. and I just kind of had it on the background. And I saw this scene where they had uh, a moment with their therapist and they brought up this prenup and the therapist said, you should both individually get lawyers. Right. So when, when, when Kyle brought that up again to Amanda, I was like, Amanda, this is literally what your therapist said to do. This isn't just Kyle's idea. It's like, girl, it's- protect yourself. Right. It's the, the ardent, the fact that she's like ardently against it and thinks that it's a slight against their relationship or some sort of bad omen. It's so confusing to me because it's such an antiquated thought process for what seems to be a modern woman. Like it's just very interesting, but I also want to bring up something else. Um, people found that, with regard to the conversation about like lover boy and the prenup and when she had that conversation with, I think Sierra, Sierra said, well, you are lover boy. Well, that might not be true because people found the actual advertising agency that made the lover boy slogan. And so now there's a bit of confusion as to what is it that Amanda exactly does. Yeah. And also there was the lawsuit about the bar in New York that essentially has the same logo and they had to settle that out of court. Right. Right. It really is getting a little bit, the more we learn, the more we're like, uh, are you, I mean, she must be involved somewhat. Maybe she's taking the logo and using that as a template to make other things around it. It's kind of weird because like on one hand, I'm like, this is sounding like a lot of bullshit. What does Amanda do? And on the other hand, I hate to like, completely shit on a person who clearly has a background in doing some sort of a design she had a job before lover boy right but it's like right. amanda's not it's weird that amanda's not coming out with a little bit more of her own defense for this you know what i mean yeah yeah that's the thing that's getting me all the time this whole time is that like clearly kyle is not saying what it is he's upset with amanda about like he does drop hints of like you don't work enough but he's not very specific about it but yeah it's just it's this whole thing is very confusing to me yeah i think that i I don't know if maybe just kyle has regrets like in the beginning it was like oh we're both in this together so i want to get her in the business because let's that way we get to spend more time together because i'm a workaholic but if we work Mm -hmm. together that means we're going to spend time together and then in the end it's like does she resent working with him does he not feel like she pulls her weight because it is hard to be i could never imagine if literally my husband was my boss like what a nightmare (laughs) And I also have to imagine the optics. Like I've been saying that Kyle has a standing desk personality. He's just very type A. (laughs) And I like, they do different things. So I would imagine also that there are times where it looks like Amanda's not doing anything or like nothing comparatively to what he's doing. And he gets very like resentful of that. Um, But I also like genuinely want to know what it is that she does. Like, no, I genuinely want to know. (laughs) A job description would be helpful. And it it, maybe it is one of those things where they always thought that this would become sort of a part time role for her because the plan was she's going to have kids. So let's have you somewhat, but then just say it. 
You know what I mean? It just feels like the, the silence is deafening on what is happening with that dynamic. And also like, I couldn't imagine if my, at that time, boyfriend, fiance, whatever was like, not only to my friends, but on a national television show, basically over and over again, telling everybody that I'm lazy. Like that's so rude. I would die. I would truly die. Um, if they, if one of them called in or wrote into you guys, what would you, what advice would you give them? Oh my God. I mean, you really do have to think about how to communicate without screaming is the first thing. Like you got to do that. And secondly, I mean, you have a basic timeline in general, the overall, do you mean a question about the actual wedding planning or their actual relationship? Like if they <laughs> laid forth with you, like, this is our situation. We're about to get married in three weeks, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we've been fighting about the prenup. We, uh, my husband, my soon to be husband says is the only thing that we have in common is our business. Um, we're not having sex. We're openly fighting in front of our friends and family. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, the yes. thing is, is that the having the little shitty fights leading up to, especially the last few weeks before a wedding is pretty normal because people are just tired. No right. one really plans in their life to become a fucking event planner. And that eventually is what you become when you're planning mm-hmm. your own wedding. It's very tiresome. And at this point, you're just kind of over it. You're just like, can we just have this ceremony happen and I can get my normal life back? So I get the tensions might be high. Totally. But the advice that I always give is like, you know, don't have fights over shit that doesn't matter about the wedding that's going to be over. Like, think about mm-hmm. the big picture. If you're fighting about big picture stuff that is going to continue to be a problem post-wedding, you got to solve it or don't get married yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. okay. Like, it's okay to reevaluate, like, what you did and, like, do is this for you? There are plenty of people that get engaged and then in the process of planning the wedding because wedding planning brings out talking about what your finances are personally, but also how you value money. Also Mm -hmm. really a lot more interaction with each other's families. And that can really bring out a lot of shit. And then you're dealing with just like overall expectations, really thinking about the future. I mean, it's a, it's a grown up thing to get married. It's not just the party. It really is like, we are going to plan our life, a wedding contract. It's a legal document, Mm -hmm. you know? So it really is a thing where you have to start thinking about the big stuff. So it's not crazy to get engaged and then realize that you maybe are going to delay the marriage or the wedding until you figure out all these little things or just being like, I don't think this is it. You know what I mean? But I feel like with the two of them, I feel like you've got Amanda who clearly comes from a very, it seems like a very traditional background. And she's sort of just sort of, it's like this sunken cost fallacy of like, I put in all my work in my twenties with this guy and I'm just going to make it work. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like he feels the same way. At one point he mentioned like, you know, maybe this isn't the journey that everybody would want to take, but like, this is the one that we chose to take. And yeah, it does feel like we've invested into this. And so we're just going to keep it going. Yeah. And it's like, again, they talk about all these highs and lows and I, and I don't know if, again, if it's because we're watching just the lows, but I'm like, can we talk about the highs? What are they? (laughs) What are they? You know, there's a lot of tears, man. And there's a lot of screaming. There's a lot of disappointment. And I think that, you know, I, I don't know if you saw yesterday that Amanda put on her Instagram stories, this sort of explanation before the episode, right? Because I wanted to talk about that. I, let me get into that because thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Um, (laughs) 
So Amanda wrote, it's a picture. She posted this on her Instagram stories. It's a picture of Kyle and Amanda in the background. And there's like a white sheen over it, whatever. So she says, tonight we get to relive our wedding day and share the best day of our life with all of you. And I think that's pretty freaking awesome. Over the past six years, I've been entertained and humored by some of the outrageousness and far-fetched theories, speculations, and bets on our relation and marriage. And on the flip side, I've been so touched by those of you who have felt comfortable sharing your personal relationship struggles and heartache with me, and those who have both asked for and offered advice. I don't always respond, but I do try to read them all, and I appreciate every word. Whether you love us, hate us, think we're great together, or can't believe we went through with it, doesn't matter. It hasn't been easy, but we shared our entire relationship with you, the ups and downs, the good and bad, the happy and sad, and our wedding. And so for that, you're welcome. (laughs) Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, the internet did not take kindly to that message. Not. Um, It it definitely backfired. I think she was trying to get ahead of some stuff. And oh, man, it just it's like she brought it more into the to the, you know, the chat. And it's a try sand effect for sure. For Um, sure. I think, you know, when I when I read that, I understood kind of what she was trying to do, which is basically like, guys, you've been shitting on my relationship for years. Can you just be nice to me tonight when the wedding episode airs, you know? And but I also just feel like, you know, Amanda, if you're listening, when we give the whole, you know, when we talk about the relationship and we start to say, like, is this a good idea? Like, you know, when they start to question it, and that's what a lot of the viewers have done for years now, you know, we're not coming from a place that like, like we're not trying to be haters or whatever. I think actually the reason why most of us find it so frustrating is that, you know, we genuinely, I think, like these people individually. Like Amanda yeah. could be kind of fun and she is has this like mothering nature and she's got great friends. Like I would love to go to brunch with Amanda and then have mm-hmm. a little buzz with champagne and go shopping. Like I think yeah. it would be a fucking blast. You Get know what I mean? Fun. It would yeah. be so yeah. And like as a type A, you know, like person with ambitions, I like Kyle. I like over the years seeing like how loyal he is to his friends. Like his friendship mm-hmm. with Lindsay, I think is really genuine with Carl. So it's like we like you guys. So when we it's actually out of the care of you guys as individuals that we're like we're, we we care about you so much as an audience that we are genuinely concerned about your future. That's it. It's just like you guys will seem miserable. It's not yes. like like you is that you don't seem happy. <laughs> and the reason and why it's hard to believe that this is just like fights they do in front of the camera is that when Paige is talking to her repeatedly this summer specifically about mm-hmm. the relationship, I mean, Paige has tears in her eyes. Well, she's like, are yeah. you sure? Like that seems pretty damn genuine to me. <laughs> if my friend was like crying to me and was like, you don't have to do this. I'd be like, uh, I guess I should. Like, <laughs> damn. Like, I think like, you know, of all my friends and loved ones that have, you know, decided to go down the aisle or whatever, like, have I been like 100% like, this is a great idea for all of them? No. I mean, that's just life. But yeah. I also haven't been to the point of like, slowly shaking and being like don't do this you know what I mean like right yeah it's never been that deep for me oh god I again the pained look on her parents faces every time they're around Kyle it's just like it's so cringy it's it's really it's so so much um oh my god okay let me move on because this this next scene was really wild to me Paige goes up to or excuse me Lindsay actually walks up to Paige of all people and Craig is here at this point and 
Lindsay's like giving uh, Paige this like credit kind of and being like, I love seeing you guys together. You know, I, I want that for me and my own relationship one day. And Paige is like, you know, Lindsay, I don't judge you for dating because that's what we're both doing. That's what we've been doing all summer. We're both just trying. And I'm looking at this as like thinking of all the things that Paige has said to Sierra behind Lindsay's back and in confessionals, just like slut shaming her and talking about like, what are we running a brothel? And then you're just like, oh, we're just two girls in the city who are trying. Like, what? Girl. Yeah, I for a brief second i was like is this the first time that Paige is actually hearing Lindsay and caring and like real you know what i mean because every other time she talks to her you can like see behind her eyes she's like mentally rolling her eyes when she talks to Lindsay. and then that one brief minute she seemed almost sincere and i was like is this because you're both drunk you know and just in a good mood and your boyfriend showed up and you're full of love and you're like maybe i should forgive Lindsay. maybe i've seen you know like her perspective and then it's just like no <laughs> I think that it's purely because Lindsay was gushing to her about Craig. She's like, oh my God, like you, I, I like this because you're giving me a compliment. And <laughs> I think the other part of it is that Paige is a hypocrite. And like, if Sierra was around to hear that conversation, that conversation would have gone very differently. They wouldn't have been like, oh, I want you to move to Charleston. Um, if you think that you want to be with Austin, like there's a conversation where um, uh, Lindsay's like, oh, well, I think it might come down to two guys, Craig or Austin. And Paige is like, yeah, we'll move to Charleston. Don't threaten me with a good time. What? Do you guys hang out? Like, what is their relationship? I'm so confused. Because even in the preview for the reunion, Andy was like, Paige, you're not making any eye contact with Lindsay. And she's like, no, I'm not. Right. But then also, I'm sorry to jump, but like, I'm sure you, did you watch Watch What Happens Live later? Yeah. And she also, at that point, seemed cool with Lindsay again. I'm like, Paige, pick a side, man. Like, what is happening? Especially because just last week, Craig had said something about how, like, Lindsay and Carl are a fake relationships. So I just, like, I need us to have, I need them to both go to watch What Happens Live and let's have a sit down with me. And we can just talk about like what the state of their relationship is. Cause I need to know, I feel yeah. like there's a lot of question marks regarding like Danielle and Sierra Paige and Danielle, Lindsay and Sierra, the whole thing. I need I, answers. It was like a brief moment where I thought if these two could be friends, that would be really funny and they could be oh. really fun together. But instead of like, this is never going to happen. Like this is oil and water. To see like a Lindsay and Paige single girl summer, it, it would have been too powerful, you know? <laughs> so true. Also, just to go back to what Lindsay said, which was it would be between Carl and Austin. Like, is this Thank the you. opposite of a Sophie's choice? Like, what? <laughs> if I was Carl, I would have broken up with her immediately. <laughs> right? Like, you're not going to compare me to that like, <laughs> like this guy treated you like total shit like repeatedly I mean I guess Carl is actually humiliated on television too so maybe they are pretty similar <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure we all have these like rose-colored glasses about sober Carl but like I think it was the episode before we had the flashback of all the times he was like repeatedly a monster so it's like ah yeah that's right Carl has his past as well but I, I, the the current Carl we see before us seems to be like a pretty decent solid human being 
even like a one day sober Carl is streets ahead of Austin on his best today. So, <laughs> you know, I, know. I would have been very insulted by that. <laughs> um, so then Alex confronts Sierra about um, whether or not he or Carl is a better kisser, which is weird. Alex has very like middle school boy energy. Like he's middle school boy at a dance who has a crush on the girl and he just like doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah, you get sort of the idea, and I say this as a fellow nerd, but like that he was a nerd growing up and mm -hmm. then got hot later and yes. never really figured out how to be cool. Right. And the thing is about he's trying to be what cool is, like you said, middle school, like trying to be the cool version of what your cool is in high school. But like actual yeah. adult cool is just like be yourself and be chill, you know, like you don't yeah. have to like really be this intense about anything. You can just I mean, look at like Oliver. We don't even know that much about this man beyond him. He like he doesn't like sour cream, right? Like right. I don't know anything about him, but I'm like that guy's cool. Exactly, and that's that's why I identify with my ex. It's like I just like a man who knows when to talk, which is almost never. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, they end up making out. He says that she tastes like pizza, and so Sierra's like, okay, you know what? Just because he said that, I think Carl's a better kisser. But I think she would have said that anyway. That was like the cringiest five seconds. Like I was covering my eyes with my hands when they were kissing. I was like, this is the opposite of sexy. This isn't even like fun, reckless, drunk. This just no. felt like I've got to get a scene in. So I'm in the episode. Yes. Oh, it's just like, and you could tell Sierra was just like, so like just kind of politely playing along, but she right. has no interest in this man. Zero. Poor thing. <laughs> Which is insane. It's insane that your personality is so either bland or annoying that you can be that hot and women still are like, no, thank you. Right. Right. Good looking oh. dude. And he actually like might be a nice person. I don't know. He just seems like so, I don't know. Maybe it's just because he's on camera. He doesn't really, he never got used to being on camera, but he just yeah. feels so uncomfortable in every scenario very uncomfortable and I can't remember I think he might be on winter house so are you fucking I, kidding me <laughs> I, I'm not sure I'm not 100% sure I think he might be if he is I am slightly curious to see how he is in front of cameras then but I'm not so interested that I need him back on summer house like winter house is going to be a trial run and we'll see how we feel about that if that man shows up in a sleeveless parka I'm going to lose my <laughs> damn mind <laughs> <laughs> um there are a lot of just like wrapping up of stories that happened in the middle of this like leading up to the, they're getting out or moving out of the house um danielle and robert have a very adult conversation about the move to charleston and she basically is like i've never even been there this is a big decision for me and robert's like hey i admit that I kind of thought you would have been more gung ho about this because we've all just always just kind of dove in, dive, dove in. Wow. We've always just dived into things. And um, yeah, she ends up saying we'll do it. I mean, it's a nice conversation, but I also know that they don't live in Charleston. So it's kind of a non-factor. Yeah. I also like that they flash back to their so-called argument. And then what Daniel was like, <laughs> I have PTSD. And I'm like, that's the tamest discussion ever in this home. <laughs> and he was like, we were at our lowest of lows. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it was like a polite argument. <laughs> and they were like, wow, what a night. <laughs> <laughs> They're really cute. 
they're just the most polite people, right? It's like that's how most people are in relationships. It's like, yeah, you don't agree a hundred percent, but you respect the other person not to scream at them. Yeah. Take note. Everybody take note. It's incredibly weird to think someone would want to move anywhere which they have never been. Like that's weird, man. It's very weird. Like, why have they not visited, gone down for a weekend and just see what it's I mean, I guess because they're working, but like yeah, it, it's wild to ask somebody to commit to something that they literally don't know anything about. <laughs> and was this supposed to be some sort of backdoor, like, piloted to him working with Leva? Do we know anything about that? back at Because Leva's the restaurant owner in, in Southern Charm. Does it right. have anything to do with Southern Charm? Like, the whole time, I keep waiting to understand where this connects with Bravo. But I think it might just be he has a normal job. There's nothing to do with TV. Yeah, I don't think so. But interesting that you mentioned that because as they were having this conversation, I was like, oh, Danielle and Leva would be great friends. Like, I would love to see that friendship. <laughs> I wrote that down, too. I was like, <laughs> yes, it would be amazing. I really like Leva. I know that like a lot of people didn't like her last season, but I really like Leva. I think she's cool. I think I thought she was lovely and I I would like to see more of her. Um, I, I think that like, sorry, if we're going to Southern Charm yeah. chat for all the people that never watch that show, but I just want to just <laughs> justice for Leva. I'm glad she, they're bringing her yes. back for another season because I think that she got brought on when she thought her best friend Cameron was still going to be on the show and then her mm-hmm. Cam- Cameron bounced. And then she also thought it was going to be like, I'm kind of like a girl boss with all my restaurants and then COVID happened and all the restaurants closed. So her right. entire storyline was just like, teaching white guys about racism and it's like this is so unfair right like having to sit in a sweaty bus while austin yells at you and you're just trying to like get some equality like i could never i could really never i don't know how she did that but i know she's the class act i really like her and that's why i like the idea of really seeing her with these restaurants because i really want to see that part you know it's not like are we going to see sort of like a younger lisa vanderpump and ken situation because it's her and her husband that run these restaurants yeah i'm actually going to charleston in a month so i think i'm going to go into one of her restaurants you have to yeah oh charleston's fun i've only been once but i did enjoy it i've never been but i'm going with two of my girlfriends and they don't know anything about bravo so i'm gonna sneak in a lot of bravo related things and they're gonna be none the wiser (laughs) let's go to this pillow store guys yeah (laughs) really oh my god i'm gonna get a picture outside of the sewing down south uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay so what happens after that um oh maya and oliver kind of cement their relationship it was just very low-key like you said she was just like i like you and he's like i like you too so they're still together and i love that for them yeah i remember briefly we all thought that she was with luke we all were politely like okay but i yeah oliver seems like a good a good match for her the weird thing about that though is that not too long ago, she said that the door was still open for that. And then we see Oliver at Watch What Happens Live. So maybe they were on a break. I was very confused. I also think maybe she was just being a TV person that knows better than to give away storylines. That's very true. She's a smart girl. She's a smart girl. Well, you and signed it- those NDAs, man. And it's like, you better, you know, you don't want to get in trouble. Bravo. True. <laughs> True. Um, so Lindsay and Carl this entire time have been flirting. Um, and everybody winds down to go to bed and we see a door open and Lindsay's head peek out to make sure that the hallway is all clear. And then she sneaks on over to Carl's bedroom and says that she just wants to give him a hug. And 
then she didn't leave until the next morning. So, um, that's a long hug. It's it's a very long hug. Uh, she said that they didn't hook up, which I actually believe because Lindsay will fully admit to hooking up with somebody that she met like three and a half seconds ago. So I don't know why she would be so precious with it now, you know? Yeah. Lindsay is painfully honest. I don't think she's ever going to lie. No, (laughs) she openly admits to like still liking Austin. So there's really no, you know, why, why, threshold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Kyle apologizes to Amanda for getting heated. And he's like, you know, it probably wasn't the best idea to bring up a legal document during that party. And, you know, I've just been noticing over the season that Amanda's really aware of the cameras and how their relationship comes off, which, you know, explains the IG story of it all. Um, and I just thought, I don't know. She was just like, yeah, it's cute. Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Let's just compartmentalize. I'm okay. And I just feel like she probably wasn't, but she knew that there was a camera right behind her. Right. Well, it's like always where they technically make up, but they don't actually resolve anything. Yeah. So it's like the fight will continue because you didn't come to some sort of agreement on anything besides we'll deal with it later. I wonder too, if it's because, you know, remember season five where they were in that upside down house for COVID and couldn't leave mm-hmm. and um, they really got along and the fans loved them. And it was like team Kaimanda and everybody was like really pushing for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think she really wanted to keep that energy going through this season and at this point, she knows at the end, of, you know, we're on the last weekend and she's like looking back in her little like mental calendar of what just happened. And it's like, shit, we fought a lot. I got to wrap this mm-hmm. up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. For sure. And I think it really helped them last season of having a common enemy with Hannah. Like they don't have that anymore. And so they're just forced to kind of look at each other. And the truth. Right. It's like their common enemy now is just the clicking t- clock of just- getting the shit done for your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so everybody leaves the house it was kind of uneventful compared to other seasons everybody was just like yeah we'll see you in a few weeks for the wedding right it wasn't uh, really the ending it was just Amanda yeah. saying goodbye to the porch and the bush right and the stupid thing is is that because like I love this show I got a little choked up of her saying goodbye to everything and I'm like oh it's the end <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you I, I, I love these stupid dummies <laughs> Um, so fortunately Kyle and Amanda are able to find a florist. Now I didn't look this up or I tried to, but I didn't have time, but I heard through the grapevine that maybe this florist or floral designer, I should say, um, was on a TV show. Her name's Rachel. Oh yeah. I, I just put up cause I took a screen grab from when I saw this on Bravo and cocktails. She was on an HBO show called full bloom. Which I actually okay. half watch. This is one of those. This thing. It's one of those competition shows, like the British Bake Off, where like the stakes are super low. So it's right. one of the shows that I will put on and then just fall asleep to. So I have no real memory of this woman, even though I technically watched the entire series. Um, <laughs> she seems very cool. Um, and then uh, she also won the Dare to Bloom Floral Design competition. So I think she's trying to become like a TV personality florist person. Oh. Okay. And interestingly enough, I don't know if this is true, but um, Dan and Brendan over the podcast Come Through Queen mentioned that she might be on the Winter House and that that may have been her introduction to the Winter House. I'm not sure, but I, I heard. I mean, 
if that's the case, cool. Cause you know, she seems, she seems like a cool chick and clearly is like TV ready, but also like they cannot talk about this wedding anymore in winter house. No, like <laughs> you can't bring the florist and then continue to talk about the wedding. Like this is it guys. Is This is, is the last conversation we need. I love right. weddings. And even I'm like, guys, it's gone on too long. <laughs> too long. Um, is that show, was that the Jeff Latham show? Um, is that the the guy he that does the Kardashian? Kardashian? Yes. Because yeah. okay. there were two flower shows that came out at that time. There was yeah. one, I think, on Hulu that was like British. And that was more amateurs. And then the one on HBO Max was like actual professional people that work in the florist floral in- industry. Yeah. And that I mean, it really was. I will say, if you wanted to watch like really cool seeing kind of stuff from different points of view and different kind of arrangements. It was visually a very cool show, but again, like the stakes are so low that I fell asleep. All right. <laughs> Which um, isn't a slide on the show. It's so soothing. It's serotonin. Yeah. 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 I feel you. I feel you. Um, so they're like so happy. Amanda says that Rachel was like a better floral designer than they had even been initially looking at. So they're thrilled. And Kyle's like, yeah, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> Cut to uh, Kyle on the couch three hours later with 101.4 degree uh, fever. And he's like, well, I think we've, I think I might have COVID. I'm I'm getting hot chills, hot fever, hot flashes, and not good, not good. So he goes on the website and finds out that he does have COVID. I don't know about you, but I'm sick in the head. And I was just fascinated to see that like over the course of between August 21st and September 10th, when he tested positive, he had tested seven times. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Wow. And um, the last negative test was four days before his positive one. Now, I'm sure this is all because they have to film, but. Right, right. Um, So, yeah, he has COVID. A day later, Amanda finds out that she's got COVID. Amanda's on the bed, bawling, typing away furiously on her laptop. Like, I don't have time. I can't leave my apartment. Like, we have so much to do. I'm so stressed out. Um, There's just a montage of them both crying during the course of their quarantine. Kyle's openly weeping by a window, talking about how he can't catch a fucking break. And it's bad. Not not great. And I just feel like... Go ahead, sorry. The universe is really sending a sign. I... I mean, I mean, I wrote Kyle cries like a YouTuber, like just like into the camera. <laughs> but I, I yeah. mean, God damn the, the, yes, the universe definitely be like, maybe, maybe this isn't time to do this guys. But also I, I, how about you? Were you genuinely shocked to find out they had COVID? I had no idea. 
No idea. I don't think anybody knew. I was very surprised. <laughs> like you guys really went down to the wire and nobody was any the wiser. I cannot believe that like it didn't get out anywhere on like Dumas or any other gossip site. I feel like we're so plugged in that yeah. I cannot believe they kept that big of a thing a secret. Both of you guys? That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> right? But I also think I wrote here, you know, and she says, you know, it really made us condense down the time to do everything. And she's like, what can I do? I can't. I, I just was screaming at the television. You are rich. Hire people. Like, you're rich. She had, she had an event planner because they were talking to her at some point during the ceremony. So I was very, very confused. But I was also very confused at them, like, spinning them both getting COVID into, like, we really came together it was able to, we were able to pare down what really mattered and what was really essential. And it was like, well, you guys had a plan. You had no choice because you couldn't go anywhere. Like that to me, isn't romance. It's just like, uh, what happens? Cause you guys had a deadline that you were forced to make. <laughs> yeah. Also guys, if this doesn't teach you out there, if you're planning your wedding, do as much as you can in advance, man. Cause you never know what's going to happen at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> don't wait don't wait but yeah also, I thought that was kind of this weird like I understand they're sort of in like survival mode and it bonded them together but I feel like yes you helped each other get through COVID that didn't solve your communication issues exactly <laughs> it was just like oh we couldn't talk about anything else because we could only focus on this one thing and it's like okay that's not it's not doing what you think it is. <laughs> well, I think like it sort of gave it this false vision of what's going on in their relationship, which is when you only have a week to do so much stuff. One, Amanda doesn't have her excuse to quote, be lazy or whatever Kyle thinks is her lazy because now mm -hmm. she has to be involved, right? Because there's only a week right. left and everything's on the wire. And then Kyle probably didn't do much work stuff. He only focused on the wedding, which made Amanda right. think, oh my gosh, she's not being a workaholic. We did it. Right. And it's like, you didn't, you just, you just got to the end of your wedding. It's not life. Right. And like, if you guys were that big of a team, you wouldn't have had this whole dramatic situation at the end of the situation, you know, leading up to the wedding anyway, because you're right. Like, and also like, I don't understand how it's possible that this is their third go around at the wedding. And yet there was still so much to be done. <laughs> down to the wire like you right. guys have been planning this wedding for three years how did this happen well and I understand that when you switch venues and that does kind of switch up sometimes what you end up doing but yeah. a lot of the things that you sort of have locked are locked I don't understand right. I'm with you like there's and again they have money and a coordinator what are they doing like people that have a lot to do are usually people that are doing it all themselves but it's like you and, have a coordinator like what and parents <laughs> on top yes. of that the parents that really want to help that are there for the cake tasting and to tell right. you to get more stuff done. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, wild. I know. They still haven't really gotten a whole lot of things done. Amanda's doing glam and still working on the seating chart. <laughs> She's still working on her. What are your opinions on seating charts? Because I feel like aren't those like passe at this point? I think it matters when you have like a bigger wedding like that, because they really are only going to put out as much chairs as there are people. So you're sure. like, oh, well, you don't want to like have some weird situation where 
someone is randomly stuck at a table where they don't know. But also, like, I guess it's because they had like a real formal sit down dinner, whereas other people, it's really common now to sort of do like past apps and just have seats laying around. But I feel yeah. like they, she went like very traditional, like everything about this wedding was very like the kind of wedding. You know what I mean? Like, it, and it's fine. It really vibes with who Amanda is and Kyle that they're very traditional people in that way. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. But I will say like, Trying to figure out who goes to what table is, I mean, I would definitely do that in advance. It is a pain in the ass. That being said, sometimes you can't because people drop out or add people. Ugh. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> As you can imagine, we get a lot of confessionals about that. <laughs> um, so she also was working on her vows. And they did flash to what was on her computer. So I did take a little snippet of what uh, she had typed if you want to say that. But one of the things was that she promises to drink more love or boy when they're out in public. Um, there was another thing about how she saw him on Instagram first, which comes up later in the vows of like love at first sight. And then she says something about like, I promise to work together to be equal partners in life and to remember the amazing person I uh, married. I promise to always be myself with you, no matter how weird that may be. And I'm the luckiest person to be standing with you today, facing life with you every day. And I'm, at that point, I'm like, okay, there are bullet points and quotation marks around this. Let me just uh, type this in to Google and see if I can find <laughs> these exact words. So I did. <laughs> so if you guys want to go to um, chatbooks.com, um, there's a topic about the 55 romantic wedding vows that are that will inspire your love. And there you go. You can find most of her vows there. <laughs> <laughs> it really cracked me up that's um, hilarious I mean yeah I mean yeah writing your own vows it's just hard if you're not a writer you know yeah. what do you you know what I mean if you're not a writer it's hard to write vows I was supposed to write my vows and then forgot so <laughs> at my ceremony I'm literally holding hands with my husband and we have our rings and support we're supposed to do our vows and I just go with this ring I be wed <laughs> and my husband looks at me like what the fuck are you doing I go say the same thing I just whispered to him say the same thing he's like no vows I'm like no vows he's like uh, uh, with this ring I be wed <laughs> I feel like that's fairly common though I've seen like a lot of people be like oh, the I day of time <laughs> yeah just be like you know what I'm gonna write this out now I mean do people really remember their vows? No. I, you know, I take that back. There was, there have been a few times where I've been at weddings where, especially if I know the people really well, where I have had, I remember I went to this one wedding and these two guys are getting married and one of them like said his vows and they were so beautiful and like everyone was crying. They were, and like that they had been through a lot as a couple and like, not in like a Kyla Amanda way, like literally like someone was in like a car accident. Like it was really like, it was really like touching and moving and he was a great writer to begin with. And we're all like sobbing. And then his partner had to go and was like, well, <laughs> you could tell that he was like, mine are pretty generic. And I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely been to those weddings where like, yeah, you're like one of them is a writer and the other one's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a hit or miss situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, so I imagine when you're going to have your wedding on television, like you have to write your own vows. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's expected that you have to kind of do, but then I would have hired a writer. Right, 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 right. Again, you have money. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> 
Um, so what happens after that? Okay. So yeah, Kyle says that, you know, in the midst of this whirlwind of like the five days that they had to cram together and the tux fittings and all of that, they just didn't have time to do the prenup and maybe it'll come up later, but now is just not the time now, right before your wedding would not be the time to have a prenup. Okay. Um, so Those investors part- are pissed. Oh, livid. Yeah. Um, so Carl is officiating the wedding. God bless him. Kyle and Amanda do a first look, which I think is like a more popular thing in recent years, the idea of the first look. Yeah, it's really common now to do rather than the big reveals when you're walking down the aisle, which does sort of make sense because a lot of times people get very emotional seeing each other for the first time because usually they uh, traditionally usually you, you don't spend the night together the night before. And, you know, like that's I mean, again, everybody do whatever they want. I'm just talking about like the trends. But yeah. um you know, in doing the first look one, the photographer can get like better angles and really get kind of intimate views. Also, if you're going to cry, you can cry then mm-hmm. that way you can kind of get your makeup and get yourself all situated. So when the actual ceremony happens, you're not like a sobbing mess through your ceremony because you sort of already had the moment, even though they, they cried during their ceremony too. So whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so they do the first look. I thought their wedding looks were both really great. I remember excuse me, initially seeing the dress, Amanda's dress and thinking, I was a little bit surprised because Amanda is a trendy girl, not so much like Paige, but she's definitely like trendy Gen Z type of chick. And that dress was very classic and like timeless. And I felt very Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Like Americana, New England, you know, type of style. Very like Carolyn Bissette. Is it no, not her. <laughs> JFK Jr.'s wife. What was her name? Carolyn. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, just very like classic, clean. And I liked it. I just didn't think it was her so much. I, it would not have been the dress that I picked. Yeah, I, you know, what's funny is I ended up saying, oh my gosh, this is so Amanda. <laughs> because I thought it was because I thought it was clean lines and she loves clean lines. So it's not too fussy, but it's still yeah. very girly and it had pockets. And I'm like, this, that's Amanda. That's exactly that's it. And she had the low bun, just like she always likes to do, you I know? So, I mean, and I also think because she was in a backyard, it's kind of harder to do um, a, 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 like a really tight dress. I feel like you kind of need to have something more flowy if you're doing like an outdoor backyard wedding. So, cause I could have eas- also seen her going like very sleek. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have thought my, my guess with her for her would have been like more bodycon, more like less princessy. That's what I would have thought. Carol, you uh, wanted her to show off that body. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she showed enough of it. The good part. <laughs> um, also, if the I I actually because I was like, what's the stress? Like who whose dress is it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, so I'm googling like Amanda Batula wedding gown. And you cannot find any sort of link to tell you whose dress it is. She never mentions it's in an article because they were written uh-huh. up in the New York Times. They were in People. Like I went to like the bigger publications thinking they would mention probably the designer. Everyone okay. thinks it's um, Sala and the design mm-hmm. is writer. And it's about $5,000, which I'm like, no, oh. that's about right. Um, Sala is very um, big in the Bravo world. Bethany got married to Jason in one. And famously, Tinsley... Um, tried one on with her mom as they cried over her eggs that were frozen. That was also an Amsala dress. She was not engaged at the time. 
Uh, <laughs> it's just remember all that. Weeping in a wedding dress, in a boutique, not even, not even engaged, barely in a relationship with Scott, and uh, yeah, just crying with her mom. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I also really liked Kyle's look. I thought it was like modern. Kyle's was not surprising to me at all. It looked very Kyle to me. Yeah, I like that it was fun. I also think, you know, the blue really, like, because he has blue eyes, right? He has that sort of, like, blonde hair, blue-eyed look. So the blue sort of helped everything kind of pop, where he might have been sort of washed out in the black. And that was fun. I, th- I think they both looked like themselves and really polished and very of the time. Like, yeah, they they totally scored on the looks. And they looked great together. Yes. they do. Wait, listen, they look great together. They you do. know, and when they're having fun... They look great together. You know what I mean? When you see them dancing at the times when we see in the past seasons when they are partied and in a good mood, I, they do have fun together. And yeah. We just wish that they just had fun together and didn't like end up in tears half the time. <laughs> I Going back to the first look, Kyle made a noise that was like, ah, when he first saw her. And it was so cute. <laughs> like, he just like, couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't, couldn't help himself. <laughs> it was very sweet. Um so yeah, I mean, every, the wedding's over. They look beautiful. Everybody's uh, actually doing drinks before the wedding, and Lindsay has a conversation with a mutual friend of theirs of the groups named Yvonne. So Yvonne asks Lindsay about like Carl. And Lindsay's like, "Well, he was at my place the day before, and he asked me who the wedding, who my wedding date was going to be, and I said him, and he said great." And then Yvonne is like, "Well, do you think it's weird because Austin's going to be at the wedding?" And Lizzie's like, no, nothing will ever be weird between Austin and I. It was just like a short-term situation, not a big deal. Um, and then she says in a confessional, no, 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 then we get to Sierra. So while Lindsay's being easy breezy about Austin, Sierra, who looks beautiful, the gold dress, I loved it. She's like shaking, being like, oh, I intentionally wanted to look so, so good. So Austin would like, not be able to resist me and then I'll be able to blank him. And she says in a confessional that they had not spoken since he left the Hamptons. And she thinks that it probably should be that way. Now we know from the trailer preview that that was not the truth. Sierra. Yeah. Like, I don't know the timeline of when they hooked up again, according to the reunion little clip we got, it must've been after the wedding. It it had to have been after the wedding. So, I mean, it would have been, I think they filmed the reunion like last month, let's say. Yeah. So sometime between like late September and April, which is not good, girl, because the show was on the air. So, baby, what's what's happening? It's so embarrassing. Like, oh, but I also, I do have a theory though, if you don't mind going down this rabbit hole with me. I have a theory about the whole Sierra Austin thing. Like, yes, I think she genuinely did have feelings for him a little bit. But I also think in her mind, she's like, listen, I ended up on Summer House and then got cast on Winter House and then another season of Summer House. And each of these things, she's, she got to be friends with Paige. And now Paige, I'm sure, is whispering in her ear, I think I'm going to go to Southern Charm with Craig. And uh, I'm sure she's like, I'd like to go to Southern Charm. I'm from the yeah. South. All I need to do is just be casually dating Austin to make this work. I just need a friend of, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, I wonder if some of the anger and frustration she has about this is just like, guys, like I wanted to continue my reality TV career and all you had to do was play along a little bit, bro. And he's like, nah. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, that could definitely be a factor. I, I you know, there's the quote of, you can't make sense out of nonsense, and that's where I thought was fair. That's fair. I've, I've stopped trying to justify any of her behavior as it, uh, it p- pertains to Austin. I, I'm I truly she, done with her. Also, it could just be as simple as, she's so beautiful and she's never been told no, and this is just rocking her world. As it should, because look at him, you know? <laughs> It's one to be re- one thing to be rejected. Like we all should go through that, but it's quite another thing to be rejected by that man. Okay. On camera. <laughs> On camera. Multiple times. Yeah. Multiple- but she she did. She looked amazing at the wedding. Like that was an but, awesome dress. It was a really, really pretty dress. I love the look. Um, I it was a little extra for a backyard wedding in New Jersey, but I still liked it. Yeah, I, I feel like because it's a TV wedding and it definitely, I'm sure that it was formal attire, you could get away with it. But yeah, it definitely was more embellished than I would go at someone else's wedding. But she is a model. So it's like, I'm right. going to stand out anyway. Right, right. Um, So Carl begins the ceremony by saying that he got ordained online four weeks ago by the Universal Life Church. So don't worry. Um, And while Father Radke sounds pretty good, everybody can just call him daddy, which is, you know. What I was planning on doing anyway. So. <laughs> um, it was also really hot for me. And uh, I hope he says it in our vows at some point in the future. I was going to uh, say, how do you like Carl in a tux? He looked pretty good. Oh, there's like nothing that like sets off my heterosexuality more than a man in a tailored suit. I'm like powerless against it. And yeah, <laughs> he's, he's ugh, everything. Just it's so good. Um, so hot. Uh, I don't really care about the ceremonies. Like I said, I find them very boring, but again, I mean, it's like, it's a TV show. Like we know they say the vows, like get to the reception. That's the good part anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, then we get like all the opinions from the girls in the house about Kyle and Amanda. We get Paige, Danielle, and Sierra's reaction. And they're basically all versions of, I I didn't think they would make it. But here we are. And I'm happy for them, I think. (laughs) So Everyone seemed pained in making this. They're like, this is my coworker who got married. And I am supportive. Yeah, it definitely, it felt like all the other times they talked about things not going well. They were so impassioned in those confessionals. And Mm -hmm. then this one just felt like, is there a gun off camera? That's me like, <laughs> tell him it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's a but lot. I mean, at this point, it's like, like, they got married. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? You're like, oh, okay. Okay. It, I guess, I guess we're on board. Shit. Right. I guess so. Even though Sierra was asked by Andy, like a couple weeks ago, she would have married uh, Kyle. She remained him. She said, no. <laughs> so. um i also thought it was interesting that they didn't at or really throughout the whole season they've never asked the guys opinions about their relationship not even carl hey folks i'm mark Marin from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. No, I think that Carl has this view. He really seems to have this view of their relationship is like it's really ideal because they love each other so much. And I wonder if it's because Carl has this history of fucking up time and time again. And to be with a woman who would allow you to fuck up over and over again and still be with you and love you. Like, uh, what a dream girl. That's a that's so weird because I was thinking the exact same thing of last <laughs> season finale. He was saying, like, yeah, I hope to be in a relationship like Kyle and Amanda. Yeah, and it made me think, like, oh, you want a girl who's just going to stick beside you regardless of how you treat her of what happens she's just gonna be there like a loyal little puppy so <laughs> yeah I, just... like unconditional love like i get yeah. it to a point but like there are conditions guys and then that's fine there should be like respect me yeah like uh, don't call me a bitch to people on camera you know yeah nice Oh my God. I really skated over Kyle calling uh, Amanda a bitch to Danielle. I feel like nobody really wants to talk about it, but he did. He said she's a bitch. I would die. I would def. I would also be surprised that that didn't get back to me. That was just relayed the whole like you don't only have one thing in common and it's yeah. boy. I'm like that seems like you kind of buried the lead. Buried Danielle. the lead exactly because there was a much bigger bomb. <laughs> in that conversation <laughs> than the lover boy section um yeah that is wild and i hope that once we get to i don't know when once we get to the reunion i i would like to hear more transparency but again you're right like it's too late so why even bring it up i guess why even get into it <laughs> um so the ceremony finishes. Carl and Lindsay hug each other. Um, they're trying to have a moment, but then Austin walks up and is like, hey guys, blah, blah, blah. and Lindsay's like, get out of here. Get me a drink. Yeah, I didn't have closed captions on, but it sounded like Austin was kind of critiquing Carl's performance as an officiant. <laughs> what he was it was like, I think he was that. trying to make a joke, but came across as like a total dick. Yeah. And I'm glad that Lindsay was like, beat it. <laughs> scram kid i got stuff to do um so yeah she makes austin go get her a drink and then this is a big conversation and carl asked Lindsay how it was seeing austin she's like you know it's fine he's just like a short-term have fun kind of guy and then she starts off and is like you know what after prom something kind of switched for me and I would rather now look at a bigger picture longer term situation would it how is that any different than how she's been operating the entire summer like that's been what you've been trying to do you've basically been asking you've asked like three guys to marry you in the course of the summer so what's the switch <laughs> i'm just yeah kidding. like why are you now focusing on a, a relationship you've been doing that the whole time girl but okay um 
So in a confessional, Lindsay says that once they left the summer house, she and Carl had been spending a lot more time together and she's trying to figure out what all of it means, especially because Carl's her best friend and blah, blah, blah. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Carl and Lindsay? Yeah, I, I think when I initially heard they were dating, I was a hard no, mm-hmm. but mostly because I had just seen how terrible Carl had been to all women in the past. Mm-hmm. And then also with Lindsay loving so hard that I could see it be completely intense and blow up immediately over mm-hmm. time. Like the, the watching the course of the show while also watching the course of their relationship via Instagram in real time, because it's kind of a weird thing when the show's on that you're kind of doing both as a, as a fan. But mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I mean, sure. I mean, they seem genuinely happy, but again, we're only getting the Instagram view of it. It's kind of like if you only saw Kyle and Amanda's Instagram, you would think that they were happy 24-7. So right. who knows if they're actually, like, really getting along. But, like, I, the only thing that sort of, like, hooked me to, like, maybe this works for them is that they have very weird jobs. You know, mm-hmm. like, they do a weird thing for a living. And with a yep. guy like Carl... He's probably always constantly worried that a woman's just with him because she wants to get on the television show. Like that Love Island woman was clearly like partially there because she's like, oh, yeah, you're on a TV show. I'd like to come on your TV show. You know what I mean? So it's like, is this ever an authentic relationship? And with Lindsay, it's just like most guys would be completely turned off by it. You know what I mean? Like remember that Perry guy that was dating uh, Paige. Paige. Uh He's like, I don't want to be on TV. It's fucking weird. You know what I mean? So it's like, I guess for the job aspect of they clearly know each other really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes friends do become, you know, long-term lovers or whatever. Yeah. I personally have never dated anyone I was buddies with. I, I separation of church and state has always been there in my brain. Like, I don't have to worry <laughs> about that. But I mean, I don't know. It's like maybe she's always been in love with him and she's just politely been waiting for him to figure it out. I mean, it kind of seems that way because I remember last season, Andy asked like Danielle, Lindsay, and I think Paige if they would date that version of Carl versus the ones that they had dated before. And they all said yes. So, I mean, I don't fault either of them for like, clearly they like each other. Clearly they have a friendship. There's that whole foundation there. Still not, still, still not curling over for me, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can't do. I can't get it up for him. I just, I, I don't know what it is. It's not my feelings for Carl. It's not. I know you guys think that I'm like an extremely, <laughs> and I am. But like, I just, it just does not make sense to me. I mean, I, I think the point that I will be 100% like, yes, I 100% get this. Is once we have footage of them together. On, on the show where we have more like not them curating the information. You know what I mean? Which I guess Winterhouse, they're just making a cameo, right? Correct. So I don't know if that's going to really count. And like, I guess they do another summer of summer house. Probably. Maybe their well, last. That leads me to another conversation that I saw a lot of people having now that most of the house cast members are coupled up. What does that look like for next summer or this summer I've always figured that Kyle was probably like white knuckling it in terms of having a kid and probably has really talked Amanda into like okay let's just do one more summer (laughs) before we uh can't um I'm curious to see how this cast evolves 
or how the show evolves now that Kyle and Amanda are married. Carl and Lindsay are in a serious relationship. Danielle's in a serious relationship. Paige is in a serious relationship. Maya's in a somewhat serious relationship. What does that leave us? Luke? Luke is still dating that teen girl? I'm not sure. I don't know. Is he still with that woman? No. I hope not. Oh, gross. Yeah. That whole thing was embarrassing. (laughs) And I have never seen him more like cuddly with a girl, like openly making out with a girl than that chick. It's very strange. Yeah. I don't know what happened with Luke. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I just feel like the show, the the point of the show in the beginning, because the first season was no couples in the house, right? That's the whole issue with, you know, Lindsay and Everett at the time was like, Kyle wanted it to just be singles because the, the, the pitch of the show is a bunch of singles that summer in the Hamptons and all the wackiness and, you know, hookups that come out of it. Yeah. And now it is like, we are kind of coupled up to the point. It's hard because like on one hand, we're so invested in these characters and these people, but on the other hand, what, what is this now? It's just couples hanging out. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Like hard pass on that one. Right. And it's like, I know that it sort of reminds me of what happened on Vanderpump Rules, where, you know, all the new people they tried to cast every year, like with the exception of like James and Lala, most of them didn't stick. So we're because they want to bring in new people every season so that you get invested in them. And like now we're sort of invested in like Andrea, I guess, and Maya, like no one's invested in Alex. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything, everyone's kind of we were all sad when he was gone for an episode because that's almost we just felt bad for him. Right. But we're not invested in him, but like we're invested in Andrea because he cried about missing his mom in Italy. And we're invested in Maya because she's a cool chick who makes cookies. And she, you know, she got this bad relationship and we're happy for her to see her come out of it. But it's like, right. cool. Both those people are now in relationships. <laughs> yeah. It's like there are no yeah. single people in this house. True. He is now in a, like a full on relationship with that Lexi chick. I totally forgot. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, like Couple House doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it's news fest. Yeah, I I don't see how they move forward with that. And like, I love Luke and I want him on the show as long as the show is on. But he can't carry the house. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, because Luke, for the most part, does most of his dating off camera because he's smart. Mm -hmm. Luke is like a bay leaf. Like, I only need him just like a little bit. Like a little bit goes a long way. Just pop in and out. (laughs) that's good you know um yeah I don't know I'm really fascinated my guess is because everyone's so popular and the fans are so loyal we'll probably have basically a couple season this year but mm -hmm. then after that I just don't see I just I, I think that I mean what's the future the future is Kyle and Amanda are having babies and now they can't come Carl is now potentially, I mean, I imagine staying sober. He seems to really enjoy that lifestyle and it works for him and successful mm-hmm. at it. Uh, and then I, I guess Lindsay is also at least briefly going sober with Carl. Yeah. So it's like, so now we have the two married, married people potentially having babies. We have two sober people in a serious relationship if they stay together. And it's like, I guess, I mean, the dream scenario for me is that Lindsay goes to Roni. I want her on Roni so badly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, I really don't care. (laughs) She would be a great addition to the new spinoff. Yes. No, the new spinoff is the old one. She would be good good for the new version of Roni. Um, Yeah, I would like to see that. I would like to see that. And it's hard with Kyle and Amanda because it's like, you can't put Amanda on Roni. Because she's, you know, she's not, she doesn't really bring the action. She's more of a passive character. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't really do that much. So it's like, 
I mean, they could potentially, I, it's so funny when I realized her family lived in New Jersey, I was like, oh my God, are they going to end up on New Jersey? Because the <laughs> husbands are huge there. Right. Yeah. She's kind of like Melissa Borga in that way that like, yes, Joe's, Joe's the star here. We know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Kyle's <laughs> like, got the star quality out of the two. Yeah, totally. Um, yes. And that's really the, the thing that would be a bummer is that Kyle is great television. Yeah. It would be a bummer to not find a place for him somewhere. But also we're sort of, we're visualizing this in this fixed world of what's available now. But, you know, networks create shows all the time based off of weird stuff. You know what I mean? Like they can kind of go in a different direction. So who knows what the future can hold for these people. But I mean, some of them are just going to end up phasing out. I mean, who knows with like Craig and Paige, could Paige just go to Southern Charm and then that's just where she lives now? I mean, she said she was going to be living in Charleston for a couple months. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, God bless her. I hope I see her. I hope I see Paige. There. Yes. I hope you see at least someone, you know, even just like a small secondary character, just anybody. Yeah. Even like, Oh, I, I was going to say, I was going to say Shep. I don't want to see Shep. I don't want to see no. Shep in his dirty flip-flops. Um, <laughs> who was it? <laughs> Bailey was Bailey the artist he was dating on and off again. Oh, yeah. She seemed pretty chill. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what a memories, memories, memories. Um so okay, so this conversation with Carl and Lindsay kind of ends like ish on a cliffhanger because Lindsay puts herself out there and Carl's like, Yeah, I've been feeling it too. The past couple of weeks have felt different for me, but uh my one year sobriety anniversary is in January, so I just kind of want to take things one day at a time right now. And they are just yeah, they just kind of agree to let that happen. And that was really the end of the episode. Did anything else happen? I feel like it was kind of for a finale. You know, I, I liked the episode, but it wasn't like a finale feeling to me. Yeah, I know that, you know, having the reception kind of feels like it's wrapping it up, but you're wrapping up the wedding storyline, but he didn't really feel like a wrapping up of everybody. It, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. Andrea's last point speaking was cleaning up beer cans at the house <laughs> they really dropped Andrea like a bad habit like I have not seen him do anything but scream to some random party goers about how he's Italian for like the past seven episodes so <laughs> we did get we did get that underwear shot and when he got back to the city so we did, I don't think he talked though I think it was just him underwear modeling no just him on a two by four I think just the, the the producers are just like we're just gonna we're just gonna end the storylines on the people that everyone cares about you know what I mean and that's it <laughs> we're just it's just Kyle and Amanda got married Carl you know and, and Lindsay had their conversation dancing and then an aggressive cut to the to the um preview of the reunion I was like oh we're here yeah yeah it, <laughs> it was very jarring <laughs> I also love the like just the little teasers that they do for Winter House. I, I really like that. Um, <laughs> Paige eating that table. Let me just fell face first into that table. Oh, Paige, yeah, Paige getting clotheslined by a table. Um, Tom Sandoval shirtless in the snow. Craig also shirtless diving into the snow. <sighs> I can't wait. I, I'm 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 ready for Winter House. I really am. Yeah, I definitely. I feel like. The first season of Winter House, because it was such an unknown thing, just seeing that first teaser of them just doing that tug of war was amazing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. definitely bringing that same energy to this, you know, everyone flailing about and Paige crashing was super fun. I just yeah. hope that the show itself is just more. 
You know what I mean? Because Winterhouse felt like it was so yeah. isolated. And that might have been because of the whole the COVID was still happening at that point. And there, you know, everyone was sort of having to really isolate. But I'm hoping they get more out and about and are in the bars and like partying, like really partying. Because I feel like that's sort of what was missing <laughs> last time. It just felt like it was everyone's so isolated and Lindsay's slowly yeah. going insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you're right. And I also feel like there were a lot of juicy things that we missed. I will forever. I want that scene where Gabby says that Kyle hit on her. Like, why did we never address that? That's what How I, how do you put things in the opener trailer and then not, you know, it's like showing a gun and then never firing it. That's so weird. <laughs> Especially stuff like that. Like in a potential, you hitting on a girl that you live with while you're sleeping next to your fiance. That's a good story. I want to know more about that. Yeah. Sleeping next to your fiance in the small bedroom. That's loud. (laughs) I hope from here on out, Kyle and Amanda do not get the master. It's too long guys. It's too much. much. The rain is over. We get it. We get it. Okay. Um, yeah, we're, we're done with that. Um, do you have any final thoughts about the episode or the season? You know, I really just thought overall this season was, I genuinely loved it. I thought it was really fun. I also just felt like Summer House was back, you know, after the (laughs) season five where they were isolated and it felt like everyone was slowly going crazy and the like, just the, the Hannah of it all just felt like such by the end, it was so negative. Whereas Mm -hmm. this felt, even though there was screaming and there was fighting and blah, blah, blah. It just felt like overall, like we got to actually see them party again. And I love the dumb parties. I love the themes. I love them getting drunk at a winery. I love the buses. Like, it's so fun. It's like exactly what you want the show to be. And I genuinely am excited for a future season of Summer House, even if it is a boring couple season. I'm totally, totally with you. Thank you so much for doing this. Again, tell everybody where they can find you and your podcast. Yes. So the podcast is the Wedding Confessionals podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen. And um, we are on all social media platforms, but we're most active on Instagram at Wedding Confessionals. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Brooke. And you have a lovely day. You too, Kara. (laughs) Bye. Bye.